When is a good time to connect with a therapist? This is a question that you might have and contrary to popular belief, you do not need to have a mental health diagnosis or an overwhelming challenge in order to connect with a therapist. In fact, I am a firm believer that prevention is better than cure. And in this episode of Happy Without Medicine, I'll be discussing some signs, some symptoms to look out for that might hopefully then encourage you to reach out to a professional sooner rather than later. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Happy Without Medicine, and I'm your host, Dr. Yuandi, a medical doctor, therapist, and a fierce advocate for your happiness. My mission here is simple, to help professional women just like you create a life you're excited to wake up to. It's time to make the happiness you feel on the inside match the success others see on the outside. Let's get started. So I used to have this bad habit of driving my car all the way until the gas tank was completely empty. And I remember sometime around 2010, yes, because I was still in medical school at the time. So sometime between 2006 and 2010, I can't remember the exact year. I was in medical school and I was driving my brother's Honda. It was a really old Honda. I don't even know what year it was. It was green and my mother used to call it a Jalopy. (laughs) Which by the way, I had no idea that Jalopy was actually a dictionary word. I thought it was just one of those slang Yoruba Nigerian words that the parents used to use until just now preparing for this episode, I Googled it. And of course, Google pronounced it the wrong way because Jalopy, or however Google pronounce it, is very different from Jalopy, right? So a Jalopy is an old car, a car that is on the verge of breaking down. (laughs) Not to digress, but I was coming back from my rotation in this very old car, this Jalopy car. Um, It was a rotation, I believe it was a rotation that I'd done. Um, It was a very long drive. All I wanted to do was get home but the fuel tank was slowly approaching E. I just wanted to get home, so I wasn't stopping to get gas. I kept saying, you know what, five more minutes and I'll be home, or I just kept pushing and pushing and pushing until the car finally stalled, like it finally stalled. Thank God I wasn't on a highway or anything like that. I was already in the city and I was just walking distance from a gas station. So I had to get out of the car and I remember it being winter. So I had to get out of the car, I had to walk to the gas station, I had to buy some gas to put in the tank, enough for me to get to the gas station, fill it up, and then go home. (laughs) I mean, you know, really bad habit. And I know I'm not the only one who does this. I know that there are many of you, well, I used to, not anymore, because I learned my lesson. So if the car is approaching empty, I find a way to get my gas so that I don't have to have that experience anymore. But many of us treat our health, not just our physical health, but also our mental health the same way. We have these warning signs that come up for us, but we ignore them. Or maybe we are not even aware that they are warning signs. In fact, most of us are not aware that these are warning signs that tells you that your mental health needs your attention now. 
So what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be sharing seven of these warning signs so that if you recognize any of them in yourself, that's your indicator to say, hey, I really should start looking for someone that I can talk to about these challenges that I'm facing, a professional that I can talk to about these challenges that I'm facing. Now, bear in mind that this is not an exclusive list. It's just some of the things and symptoms that I see in my practice and I thought would be helpful for you to be aware of. So the first one is you are feeling emotionally disconnected. So you might find yourself forcing your laughter, someone is telling you a joke or doing something funny and you are basically forcing yourself to laugh, um, especially if it's something that typically you would have found really funny before, but instead you're struggling to smile or you're faking your smile, you're faking your laughter just to avoid people asking you what's wrong, are you okay? You just plaster the smile on your face. You try to keep it together so that no one notices that there's anything wrong and you're actually not in the mood for, for the jokes or for the laughter. On the other hand, you might also find it very difficult to empathize with other people. So someone might tell you something really sad or tragic that happens and you're unable to feel the sadness. Um, in other words, you are emotionally blunt one way or the other. So you're emotionally blunt to things that might make you happy and excited and things that make you laugh. Or you might be emotionally blunt to things on the other end of the spectrum, things that might make you sad. So that's the first indicator. The second indicator is that you might find it hard to stay present. So what that looks like is you are losing focus very easily. Maybe you're trying to read a book or study for a course or you're watching some online material and you're having to flip the page back or rewind because you're like, well, what did the instructor say? Or I completely missed that whole paragraph and you're having to go back and reread. Another example of not being able to stay present is maybe you have kids and you're reading them a bedtime story and they're there, they're cuddling with you, they're hugging you, but you don't feel them, right? You, you're physically there, but you don't feel emotionally connected to them because your mind is somewhere else, right? So that's another example that you might need to connect with a professional to help deal with that inability to stay present and that lack of focus that you are experiencing. Number three is you are more irritable than usual or you find yourself having crying spells or outbursts, outbursts of anger, outbursts of rage that you find hard to explain because they are out of proportion of what is going on. Maybe you're on your way to work and you drop your lunch and everything spills everywhere and all of a sudden you have this crying spell. You start to cry. Yes, it's upsetting that your lunch has spilled, but having an emotional breakdown over it, that is a red flag that there's something else going on that needs to be addressed by a professional. Number four, you are overeating on sweets, on pastries, on carbohydrates. Some people call this stress eating or emotional eating. This is your body's way of soothing itself. It's your body's way of comforting itself, of giving yourself a bit of a hug from the inside, right? So if you find yourself reaching for snacks and reaching for sweets and salty food, just know that that is an indication that your body and your mind needs some soothing, needs some reassurance, and an indication that you should speak to a professional to help you sort through the stress and the emotions that are causing a change in your eating patterns. Number five, you find yourself 
oversleeping or taking naps and not necessarily because you're tired because if you need to sleep, please by all means sleep. If you need to take a nap, please by all means do so if you're physically tired. But this type of oversleeping and napping is coming from a place of feeling like you need to escape, right? Where you go into your room, you close the blinds, you put your blanket over your head and you just feel like you need to escape from everything. You're trying to run away from everything. You're trying to avoid things that are stressful, that are emotionally charged in your life, in your environment. So if you're finding that you are oversleeping, taking naps because you feel like you need to escape, That's another very good indication that you should be reaching out to a professional to help sort through the cause of that feeling like you need to escape before things pile up and before it gets out of control. Number six, you find yourself resentful or angry at people who seem to have it easy, so to speak. So for a lot of women, this happens to be your husband, your spouse. It could be your coworker. It could be even your kids for some people, right? Some people are resentful towards their kids because since becoming a mom, um, they have lost themselves. They have no time for themselves. They're sleep deprived. Their bodies have changed. And so they find themselves feeling resentful towards their kids. And by the way, if this is happening to you, it doesn't make you a bad person. I say this because I often see that when resentment comes, guilt also comes, especially if you're feeling resentful to someone who you feel like you should be loving. Resentment and love can coexist. It's just that if you're feeling resentment towards the people that you love, that's a very, very, very important reason to connect with a therapist who can, again, help you sort through that so that you can manage those feelings and manage the situation that's leading towards feeling resentful. And my final point, number seven, you have unusual physical symptoms like hair loss, back and neck aches, shoulder aches, constant nausea or an upset stomach, skin breakouts, headaches, right? Now, once you've discussed with your family doctor, your nurse practitioner, or your healthcare provider, just to make sure that nothing physical is going on, then please, please, please connect with a therapist and see if this is your body's way of turning on that warning signal that, hey, I'm under a lot of stress here. We need to have this addressed. You know, going for a massage is great. Going for a spa date is great. That will help alleviate the tension, but only temporarily because if we don't get at the root cause of the stress, those symptoms are just going to come back. Okay, stress often manifests as physical symptoms. And so if you're having all these things and you've been cleared by your doctor, then the next step is to connect with a therapist and get to the bottom of any emotional causes of the symptoms that you're experiencing. And so these are just seven warning signs, seven indications that if you are experiencing are a very good reason to connect with a therapist. As I mentioned before, this is not an exclusive list. But definitely please reach out to someone if you are noticing any of these symptoms. Don't be like me in my jalopy waiting until I have a complete breakdown of the car before you take the necessary steps to address the health of your mind. And even if you don't have any of these symptoms at all, I am one who strongly believes that you don't need to wait until something is wrong to address it. We all need to be aware of what it takes to help keep our minds healthy, and that's to prevent any future mental health illnesses. Therapy isn't just for those who have a mental health diagnosis. I strongly believe that we should 
all go through some form of mind literacy programs, whether in school, university, preferably in our early years. That way we can manage our mental health the same way that we go through the same way that some regions have implemented financial literacy, health literacy into their curriculum. I believe that mind literacy, understanding the way the mind works so that we can work towards preventing mental health challenges. This is something that I strongly believe because now to wrap up with a quote, as Benjamin Franklin is well quoted to say, an ounce of prevention is better than a pound of cure. And so even if you feel like, you know what, I'm good, I'm fine, nothing is going on, just connect with someone because at the very least, they'll be able to teach you some skills to optimize your mental health, which would then help support you such that you're less likely to experience breakdowns, okay? And so I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, kindly share it with a friend, get them to share it with a friend because like I say, Understanding how the mind works is a foundation for so many other things. And so if more of us get into a state of being mentally well, the possibilities are endless. Take care. And until next time, remember I am here always fiercely advocating for your success and your happiness. Bye. Thank you for joining me, Dr. Yuan Day, on the Happy Without Medicine podcast this week. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate it if you could give it a review on Apple Podcasts because it helps Happy Without Medicine pop up when other women are searching for ways to find their happiness again. And visit happywithoutmedicine.com to view the complete show notes and other resources mentioned in today's episode. I'll catch you next time.